Greetings, this is Pastor Thomas A. Deloach, and this episode is brought to you by To Empower You, a podcast dedicated to helping young adults and young couples achieve their goals and dreams from a biblical context. From a biblical context. Pastor Thomas A. Deloach. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to To Empower You. I am your host, Thomas A. Deloach, and I'm so glad that you decided to connect with me for these few moments in time. And on today's show, I want to talk about what's the matter with you. Yes, what's the matter with you? This is a teaching podcast, so go and grab your Bibles as always and take some notes if you wish. I really have a really good show for you today. Now, generally, when we say what's the matter or what's the matter with you, here's what we mean. What's going on with one? What is wrong? Or what's the problem? And many times in our lives, we're trying to figure out what is the matter? What's the issue? What's the situation? What is it that we're dealing with? And sometimes we just can't come up with any type of conclusion for the matter. So we just stay stuck in it and frustrated. But it is my aim today, just for these few moments, to maybe uncover and get you to thinking in the right direction. Now, Paul tries to explain this in the Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. So if you have your Bibles, go there quickly in Philippians chapter four, verse eight. Notice what he says. He says, finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Now, when I'm talking to young people, This is how I like to explain this situation. I asked them this question right here in the text. I asked them, do you know what is true? Do you know what is honorable? Do you know what is just? Do you know what is pure? Do you know what is lovely? Do you know what is commendable? See, if people don't know how to answer the whatever, then they can never get to what's the matter. And that's what we really have to try to help people to understand in light of the Bible, in light of this particular passage and any scripture that we are reading. We have to know what is true. We have to know what is honorable, et cetera, et cetera. If we are going to make sure that our mindsets are the way that they need to be so we can get down to the things that is bothering us today. Because St. Paul here in this passage, he is instructing Christians and believers that we can actually direct our minds. So I don't want you to think that you are under the control of your thoughts. You actually can direct your mind. You can direct what you're thinking about. You can direct the things that are frustrating you into an area of positive thought. So he is stating here the positive things that we need to be thinking about, that we need to be doing. And he's making a suggestion that if we would devote our minds to these things, then we can live a better quality of life. We know that there's stress everywhere. Stress is running rampant. It's here, it's there, it's everywhere. But I want to make a suggestion to you that it doesn't have to be in your life. It really doesn't. Just because other people are dealing with things, that doesn't mean that you have to deal with it the way that they are. And that should be the driving force of being a Christian and a follower of Christ. It should be that we handle things differently than other people when we understand the power 
that we have. Notice that Abraham Lincoln, our once great president, said, I am not a man. I am a civil war. This was really profound. What he's talking about here is the battleground of the raging mind. Within one's mind, there is a battleground. I'm telling you, man, the greatest war is the one within self. And if we can make sure that every day that we wake up, that we are very intentional about making sure that my mind is going to be directed on the things, especially this passage here, it lays out six things that we need to rehearse over and over again and place these things in our mindset. So when we do, I'm telling you, man, we can learn how to be positive. Catch this. You've learned how to be negative, whether you really believe it or not. So these are learning things. So if you learned how to be negative, you can learn how to be positive and overcome some things in your life. So when Things are happening and somebody's saying, what's the matter with you? You can go right to this scripture and say, am I thinking about things that are true? Am I thinking about things that are honorable? Am I thinking about things that are just and pure and lovely and commendable? If I am, then I can get down to maybe why I was feeling, you know, funky that day. Why I had an attitude? Why this? Why that? We can't answer the whys, man. And so when we can learn to do that, we can really be our own advocate. And that's what I want to really empower you today. We're looking for everybody to advocate for our well-being. I want you to know you can do that yourself because to thine own self be true. Who knows you better than God does? And so if God knows you better, he's giving you his word, not just to read it, but to understand it and to do it. Here's a fact for you that 98% of the battles that you fight will be won or lost in the mind first. Professional sports athletes know this, that if they're going to step on the field, they got to step on the field with the mindset that we're going to compete and win. Nobody that gets on the field that really desires to win steps up and says, you know what, whatever will be, will be. That's not wise. That's not important. What's important is that when I step on this floor, it's going to be a long night for the the opposing opponent. It's going to be a long night for them. I'm going to make it hard for them. My number one job is to make them quit. Because in my mind, before the ball goes up, before the football is thrown, before the baseball comes across home plate, I am already a winner here. And that is where the battleground rages is in the mind. So we want to make sure that we stay on course with our life and follow a couple things. I'm going to give you two things really quick here and I'm going to let you go. Here's the first thing. Obviously, it is our minds. Notice what I said. This is our minds. You got to make sure that you devote time, daily time to your mind. Don't worry about what's going on in everybody else's thoughts concerning you. It don't even matter what people think. It don't matter what people say. So many of us are so controlled about what people are saying about us. Anybody knows me knows I really could care less about what people think about me because their thoughts concerning me doesn't pay my bills, don't encourage me, don't push me when I need a push, don't cheer me up. So I really don't care about what people are thinking about me because the me I will be is what I see. You will be what you see about yourself. So we got to devote 
all the time we can to our own mindset. Notice what this scripture says, because this has really blessed me over the years. In 2 Corinthians chapter 10, starting at verse number three, and we'll conclude here at verse number five. This is the same apostle Paul. Notice what he says, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. This is profound because it's letting us know that even though we walk in the flesh, we don't war according to the flesh. In other words, we don't fight according to the flesh, which should tell us that many times we lose the battle because we are fighting in the fleshly realm. As believers, we got to be aware that we are spiritual people. Now, as much as we are aware that we are walking in the flesh, are you that much more aware we don't war according to the flesh? So when things are happening in my life, I cannot fight this battle in the realm of the flesh. And this is why people are losing. And if you are tired of losing, maybe there's just little tidbit of revelation might help you. Maybe you are fighting in the wrong realm. And that's the number one job of the enemy is to keep you fighting in the wrong realm so he can keep you blinded as to where the true battle is. Notice the scripture goes on. For the weapons with an S of our warfare are not carnal. These are not carnal weapons that we're using. Christians are not using carnal weapons, or at least they should not be. Most of them are because maybe they're just not aware that we've got weapons. We got more tools. We're not, I'm not fighting you in the flesh. This is not where the warfare is. Notice what it says, but it's mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds, casting down arguments, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. So when I get a revelation that the weapons of my warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God. Notice what I can do. I'm going to read it to you again. I can pull down strongholds. I can cast down arguments and every high thing that would acknowledge itself against the knowledge of God. Or should I say every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. And then I can bring every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Every thought that is not of God, these six things that I read to you in Philippians chapter four and eight, if I start getting negative and different things like that, I got the power through these weapons, these tools that I have that I can pull down strongholds. What are strongholds? Let me help you. There are fortresses. There are prisons of negative patterns of the thought lies that are burned into our minds. We have lies that we have told ourselves, lies that other people have told us. We've believed it and bought into it. And so you believe you will become. Whatever you believe about yourself, you will become. These are the lies that we tell ourselves. But these weapons with the nest, more than one, these tools that we have, we can pull down those lies, those negative patterns that have been burned in our lives and our mindset. We can erase them through the power of God's word. His word is an agent and it will wash and clean. I mean, you know, if you don't wash and clean your mind, then it's just going to stay fixed. And so we got to make sure that we're watching the right things, looking at the right things, saying the right things. A lot of the stuff that we're dealing with is self-inflicted. And this is why we don't know what's the matter with us. 
We don't know what's going on inside of us, but everything you dealing with, trust me, is an inside job. We pay for cable TV and we pump into our lives junk, filth, and mess. So who's doing that? Not the cable company. We doing it because we bought it and we allowed access to it into our homes, into our minds. And so we got to go back to square one. So this scripture is so powerful. It is so true that we can cast down arguments and every high thing that would try to exalt itself against what God knows about ourselves. Notice, and we can bring every thought into captivity. I'm going to lock up every negative thought, everything that is not of God. I'm going to put it in jail. That's what that means. I'm going to lock up these thoughts. How many people just lock up their thoughts? Most don't. They just let those thoughts run rampant. They don't do anything about it because maybe they don't truly understand that they have the power to do something about it. But I'm saying to you, if you can really hear me today, one of the best things you can learn is that you have power over the enemy. The enemy doesn't have power over you. He takes the power that we give him. So let's stop giving him power to control us because temptation is the invitation to live independent of God and fulfill our legitimate needs in this world through flesh, through the things that the enemy shows us, instead of submitting our life through Christ. So we're not going to be moved by temptation. We're going to get ourselves submitted unto God. And if we will submit to God, resist the devil, most certainly, as the scripture says, he will flee. So we got to make sure that we are dedicating all the time that we can to our mindset. Number two is the final one, our hearts. What does that mean? It's our attitude and emotions. When I was growing up, they used to say, check your attitude at the door. Make sure you check it. Here's what we talk about when we're saying attitudes. We're saying a subtle way of thinking or feeling about someone or something. It's a settled way a way that we are thinking, a way that we have believed about something or someone. So what is it that is in our attitude that causes us to have a raging inferno on the inside of us about something or someone? Notice that God is not going to check that. Notice what the scripture says. Maybe this will help you. In Proverbs chapter number four, I want you to look at verse number 23, Proverbs chapter four and verse number 23. Notice what it says. Keep your heart with all diligence for out of it springs the issues of life. Many times people say, I gave this person my heart, gave them this, I gave them that. But the scripture doesn't say give your heart. It says keep your heart. Maybe that's the problem. We're giving away something we should be keeping. Here's why. The scripture says, do it with all diligence. You got to work to keep your heart. Here's why. For out of it springs the very affairs of your life. So if we're giving somebody our heart, then the way that our life goes is to the person we have empowered to control us. Why would you want to give somebody your heart? It's foolish. This is stuff that we picked up or something that we learned or something somebody said to us, but it's foolish. You got to keep your mind, but most certainly you got to keep your heart because your life goes in the direction of who's controlling it. I hope you're really getting what I'm saying. So this show ceases to exist, or should I say this show exists 
because we want to empower you to keep the very virtues and the very things that is going to cause you to be successful. So we've got to get this. We must daily take responsibility to deal with our attitudes. We got to take the responsibility. Most people put the responsibility in everybody else's lap. They call it blame deflecting. You the reason. This is the problem. No, it's us. It happens from within. It is an inside job. But notice what's in Ephesians chapter four. Let's look here. Chapter four, we're going to start here at verse number 22, and we'll conclude here at verse number 24. It says that you put off concerning your former conduct, the old man, which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lust and be renewed in the spirit of your mind and that you put on the new man, which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. Notice how God looks at you and I. When we give our life to him, we become a new man, a new creature. But here's what happens because we are looking for the new in the mirror, which we will not find because the new thing is happening in your human spirit. That is new, but we're looking for something new in the mirror and everything about what God is doing, he's doing it inside. So could it be that we are approaching the things in our life with the old man? Because we don't see that we're new. We just can't locate where this new guy is. And notice it says concerning your former conduct, where does that come from? The old man. And according to the scripture, that old man, he grows corrupt through all kind of deceitful lust. But the scripture says and introduces to us, we need to be renewed in the spirit of our mind. There it is. We got to be renewed in the spirit of our mind. And now as we take off the old man, the scripture says we put on the new man and the new man don't function clearly like the old man does because he sees things the way God does. When I put on that new man, I got new revelation. I got new insight. I got new eyesight that I can see. My heart is new. So for everything about God, what he gives to you and I is new. So we got to stop approaching our day-to-day situations with this old man. I thought the old man died when I gave my life to the Lord. We got to make sure that that old man is crucified daily because he wants to control everything. He wants to control everyone. He wants to make you in a situation where you just at his mercy. But no, we're going to crucify the old man. We're going to put on that new man and we're going to begin to function like we are new because according to God, this is how he sees us. This is powerful. This is how God sees us. Watch this. God sees you new you keep acting like you old. I'm going to say it again. God sees you as new, but you keep behaving like there's been no change, no change at all. So this happens in the mindset. And when we really get this and get this under control, there are some things about our lives that we'll be able to see, we'll be able to understand, that we'll be able to know by the Spirit of God. And again, that latter clause says that you put on the new man, which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. So true righteousness and holiness is not something that I'm doing. That comes with the new man. 
Righteousness and holiness is not about works. It comes with the new man. It's just like when you buy a new car, the steering wheel comes with it. Everything about the new car, the new smell comes with the new car because it is new. We got to get this. So if we tolerate bitterness, rebellion, pride, or unbelief, we cannot live in victory. We can't tolerate these things. This stuff has got to be placed under our feet. And you got to understand, man, that you have authority with God. You don't have to tolerate bitterness or rebellion or pride or anything that is not related to the new man. This is stuff that we allow to stay around us. But I want to empower you today. Put it out. You don't have to live this kind of life. You can put it out and not deal with it any longer. Let's look quickly here at Hebrews chapter 12, starting here at verse number 15. We're going to just use the word of God today to help strengthen you in your walk of faith. Hebrews chapter 12, verse number 15. Notice what it says. Looking carefully, lest anyone fall short of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up cause trouble, and by this many become defiled. How do many become defiled? Because they didn't look carefully. We got to look carefully as it relates to the grace of God. If we don't, then this root of bitterness, it can spring up. Notice what it says. It springs up. Doesn't start that way. Starts like a seed, a seed, a thought, something that is placed in our mind, maybe through something that we watched, maybe the relationships that we have, maybe something that was said to us, and we didn't realize that we could have evicted and taken those thoughts captive, but we didn't. And so any negative thought is going to spring up. So when things start springing up in your life, it's an indication that it was already in you somewhere growing and you allowed it to grow. See, again, one of the things we got to start telling people, man, especially Christians, we got to start telling Christians that you got to manage your own life. This is not what God is going to do for you. You got to manage your own life. Listen, talk to farmers and gardeners. Listen, they take meticulous time, the serious ones. They take serious time, man, making sure that field is free of weeds and all kind of other debris because that's going to hinder my harvest. You spend money getting seed, man. You ain't spending all this money to get seed and plant it in your garden or as a farmer to look up and expect a different result. And you like, man, I was expecting something big, a bigger harvest. But did you do the work? Did you make sure that the weeds were not there? Did you make sure certain debris wasn't there? Maybe something choked out your harvest. There are a lot of things that are choking out our harvest because we are not paying attention to the things that we need to be paying attention to. So we got to make sure that we understand the things that are necessary so that we don't fall short of the very things that could be helped if we pay more attention to it. So it's just as important to deal with our negative emotions. And so we got to humble ourselves and we got to make sure that we stay under the hand of God because we don't want to look up a year later, two years later, five years later, and we're in the same place we was before. And my final thought here, let's go to 1 Peter chapter number five. I want to end with this in 1 Peter chapter number five. We're going to start here at verse number six, and we'll conclude here at verse number nine. Notice again what it says, therefore, humble yourselves 
under the mighty hand of God. It's got a comma there. So whose job is it to humble you? It's our job. The scripture says it. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God. And if you do that, he will exalt you in due time. Don't exalt yourself. God knows when the right time is to exalt you. Sometimes we think we're ready for something and we're just not ready. And the number one culprit is humility. Humility says, I think I'm ready, but I'm not. God knows the timing of when to raise you up. Because watch this, on the other side of it, he knows who he needs to take down. <laughs> it's God that's taking folks down and putting up other people that he wants in their place. That's not our job. We got to let God do his job, but we got to do our job. And the scripture says, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God. And when he does that in due time, he will exalt us. Notice it says, casting all your care upon him. Whose job is that? Your job. Cast your care. Cast the matter. When we talk about what's the matter with you, cast those matters on God for he cares for you. Then be sober, be vigilant because your adversary, the devil walks about like a roaring lion. He's not a roaring lion. He's like one, the scripture says, seeking who he may devour. So he's trying to, it didn't say he would devour you. He's just seeking to. But you know, the key there is that I'm going to keep my life submitted unto God. If I keep my life submitted unto God, even though the enemy is out there looking and searching, he won't find me. My life is submitted under God. Why? There's divine protection there. We need to be protected. There's divine provision there. We need to be provided for. And so we cannot get from up under what God says we need to stay under. We got to stay under the hand of God. And when we do, he will make sure the thing that is trying to devour us never will. And finally, he says here in this verse, resist him steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. This is a very sobering thought because many times we feel like we're the only one on the planet going through the very things that we're going through. Not so according to the scripture, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world, your same brothers and sisters in Christ going through the same things. So don't let the enemy say to you that what you're going through is a new thing. It is not. Don't believe again the lie. But we got to go back through these verses of scripture. Are you humbled? Are you humbling yourself under God? Are you submitting your life under God so that he can exalt you and take care of you? Are you casting your cares upon him? Are you being sober and vigilant? Do you understand that you have an enemy, an adversary who is seeking for you, looking for you? but he can't find you if you keep your life where it's supposed to be. And then if you resist him and stay in the faith, stay in what God, stay, keep believing what God said about you, then you will understand and know that the same things people are experiencing, you won't get upset. Everybody else is experiencing it too. You are not the only one. So when we say, what's the matter? Now we can locate it. It, where is it? Number one, it's in our minds. Number two, it's in our hearts. And this is where we find out the crux of the matter. This is when we delve in deep. This is now how we pull those layers, that layer of onion back until we can get 
to the very root of the problem. And when we get to the root of the problem, we can give it over to God and he can deal with it while we continue to stay under the mighty hand of God. Trust me, if you will begin to do this today, things are going to turn around for you in a wonderful way. I know it because different things in my life I've gone through, but I had to understand, hey man, you're the source of your own problems. So you got to give it to God and the things that you've got to do, you got to make sure you do it. I've had to do it. I know you will too. I want you to remember, keep walking in faith this year. We still in the first month of the year. And it's going to be an exciting year for you. So don't get discouraged, man, if you feel like, oh my goodness, this seemed like this is about to be the same thing it was before. No, you are operating in the new man. And the old man is dead and he is buried. And as long as you know you are a new creature, a new creation in Christ, and you really get that in your heart, things are just going to be wonderful for you. Well, that's all that we have for you today. Listen, if this episode blessed you, shoot me an email at info at thomasadeloach.com. Do it today. Let me know that this show was a blessing to you. And as always, you can go to my website at thomasadeloach.com. Listen, even right now as we speak, we're working feverishly to change up our website in a way that will be more interactive to you, the listener, so that you and I can communicate on a better level than what we did before. So come back periodically as we are making changes. And so I want you to continue to pray for us and donate to our cause. If these shows are being a blessing to you, go back to that website and you'll see a donation tab there. Give to your heart's content and everything that you give, it helps our show to become better. Listen, we're trying to bring on some guests that I'll be interviewing to help you to see some things from their perspective and how they were able to be successful and do things in a godly fashion. So listen, man, we're just starting. We're just beginning. And we thank God for all the listeners and all of you who have made this show a success. Keep praying for your boy. We're doing the best that we can, but we're going to take it to another level this year. All right. So listen, I want you to continue to keep walking by faith. And until next time, be empowered. Thank you for listening to my show to empower you. If you were blessed, inspired, and encouraged, please send me a praise report prayer requests, or show ideas to info at thomasadeloach.com and follow me on Instagram at Thomas A. Deloach and Facebook at Dr. Thomas A. Deloach. And remember, you can go to my website anytime at www.thomasadeloach.com. Until next time, be empowered.